Hello and welcome to the Green Rush Podcast. I am so excited today. We have the amazing Camille from Illum. And if you don't know Illum, they have amazing cannabis accessories and everything that you would need for a lifestyle lover of cannabis. And we knew we had to have her today. This is the Green Rush Podcast, a platform where we get to share our cannabis incubators, mentors, and their career journeys within the cannabis industry. There are so many career opportunities in this space, so I knew you had to hear from Camille herself. So without further ado, because I am so fangirling right now, I need, <laughs> we need the audience to let you know. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, Camille. How are you today? I'm good. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This has been, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. It's super exciting. Um, yeah, so I'll tell you about myself. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, so I am 29 years old from Montreal, and I've been in the cannabis industry for four years now, running my business for three. And I'm actually a journalist by trade, so I definitely made mm. quite the uh, jump because <laughs> yeah. it's completely unrelated. Um, and I was also in PR, but yeah, I mean, I ditched all those for, for cannabis and haven't looked back since. That's amazing. Yeah. The switch from journalism. That's so crazy. Um, what made you made the switch over from journalism into cannabis? So I was just really not satisfied with my career. Like I love to write. I love to, you know, cover, um, different things around Montreal and it was a great experience, but like I said, just wasn't totally fulfilled. And then, um, I mean, I was, really starting to get into cannabis at that point, just like, you know, smoking and whatnot. And I really started to develop a passion for it. And I was, you know, really learning more and more about the benefits, about uh, the industry and the companies that were running at the time. There were very few. And yeah, one day I was at a house party, (laughs) oddly enough, it was so random. And I was sitting in a circle Uh, with like you know a bunch of people and we were all smoking and this guy asked me if I could hand him his shoebox and I was like okay that's so freaking random (laughs) but uh yeah and he opened it up and I saw all of his weed accessories just like beautifully laid out and it just clicked in my head at that moment I was like I want to make a box I want to make a box with like really beautiful pieces that you know kind of come together to give a customer a really great experience So although I had no experience in retail whatsoever, I just felt so convinced with that idea that I just ran with it. And that's really where it all began. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited to hear her story, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's get into it because she owns (laughs) the amazing Alum. So tell us about it. Tell us a little bit about Alum and what you guys are doing today. Yeah, so Alum is an online shop and I offer cannabis lifestyle accessories. So, and really the goal is to provide a well-rounded experience that helps people chill. And I use that word a lot because I think chilling is, you know, it's obviously a form of self-care and it's super important. So I wanted my collection of products um, to have that intention to help people just unwind, enjoy life and so on and so forth. And yeah, I mean, make chilling as a making that a priority in daily life. It could be as simple as just, you know, getting comfy in a in a robe or burning a candle, just blissing out. 
And right now what I'm really focusing on is growing my house collection. So I'm designing a bunch of products and it's, it's going to be really exciting going forward. Oh, I love that house cannabis products and accessories. I am such a bougie cannabis lover. Like I need things to look (laughs) aesthetically pleasing. It has to match my furniture, my home decor. So I love that there's a huge opportunity there and that you saw that because I get so much, um, so much compliments (laughs) on my cannabis (laughs) home decor and it's an important part and it's very limited, right? You have to be very funky. It's like, doing it yourself or you're finding those very specific pieces so the curated um boxes at a loom i've i've just heard always you know just always wanting one and raving so it's wonderful that you guys are doing Aww. thank you thank you <laughs> so i was curious you know with that with the audience that's listening we have a lot of cannabis entrepreneurs people who want to find mm-hmm. um their self within the cannabis industry like how did you personally discover cannabis so it was basically through friends, yet again, at another house party. <laughs> That's how I really discovered it. Uh, I, the first time I tried it, I wasn't super into it. I didn't feel much. And I was just like, meh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I tried it another time uh, uh, with a close friend and in a really calm environment. It was just him and I. And it was a much different experience. And I really felt... Um, positive effects on my mindset uh you know helping it helped me sleep a lot better and then as I learned more and more about the health benefits I realized like okay this could help me with my migraines and just it's good to for me at least I really uh, started to incorporate it in my daily ritual and it's become a staple so from there that's yeah so it's kind of funny how it started out as not loving it to totally loving it (laughs) right yeah it only took a few times (laughs) I find that's usually the thing with a majority of people you know not really understanding Mm -hmm. the full grasp of it it's kind of like a learning curve even the beginning right yeah and I think a lot of people at first don't really do a lot of research and I think it's super Mm -hmm. important because you know you want to learn what what strains are the best to start you know starting with something that's higher in CBD and that could make you know things a lot the transition into using cannabis a lot smoother so uh yeah it's it's definitely um people have ups and downs with it I would say yeah most definitely you know research is key Mm -hmm. at having a better experience as well for sure being more prepared right so I'm curious when it comes to your career like what made you make the leap um to work in cannabis full-time specifically like you know that's a really Mm -hmm. big transition for a lot of people who want to get into the space it is so it it was a process for me like I was doing I was still doing a lot of writing on the side and some PR work when I first started out and then as the company started to grow I saw that okay I can completely let go of those other jobs and just focus 100% on a loom. And although at first, you know, it's risky because you're losing that additional income. But for me, it just it worked out. And I was able to, to make that happen and super happy with that decision. Because, like I said, I really wasn't that passionate about what I was doing before. So I just, I guess you could say it was a bit impulsive and risky, but, you know, no risk, no reward, as they say. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You have to, I guess there just comes a point for everybody and it's also unique. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we're Absolutely. super glad, happy that you did. <laughs> what made you yes. want to get into e-commerce specifically? I find e-commerce is always so competitive, especially now in the pandemic more than ever, but you've been around for quite a long time. So what made you want to get into e-commerce specifically that you thought would be beneficial to mm-hmm. the brand? Well, I really didn't want to open up a store just because the responsibility is just, it's like a whole other level of managing a shop, all the, yeah, all the costs associated with it. And plus, like, I'm not sure about how the other provinces work, but here in Quebec, if you even, if it's just even cannabis accessories that you're selling, you're treated as like um, a smoking brand yeah so Mm -hmm. you have all of those restrictions and you know you can't properly show your storefront so it just wasn't really for me I didn't want to make that investment and take on that that whole monster but Mm -hmm. so e-com was really just the most natural step for me and uh it's just it simplifies everything you know like I could handle the orders myself uh you know you do everything from home and it's just yeah it just worked I love it. Yeah. You know, getting an actual retail storefront, like a brick and mortar is definitely way more higher risk than e-commerce. Yes. I think it really levels the playing field um, and makes it, mm-hmm. I think it's a great place to start for beginner entrepreneurs as well. You know, go slow, go at your own pace, you know, exactly. um, not having to rely on like an initial investor or our partner. <laughs> They'll be you. Solopreneurs. Yeah. There's tons in the cannabis space. That's for sure. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, what has been your biggest learning curve in this industry? And, you know, we really want to know about these subscription boxes because every, there's so many people who want to create their own cannabis subscription boxes because, hey, we have subscription boxes in every industry, right? <laughs> like food, cosmetics, yeah, hair, like there's every industry has a subscription box. I'm quite amazed with how how um, creative they've all been. <laughs> but I'm curious, like totally. what has been your learning curve? in this industry? Oh gosh, there's really a lot to go over, but I would say more or less it's focused on um, the biggest challenges were the setup process. And I mean, in terms of specifically the subscription boxes, you know, setting that up, like choosing the products, the curation products, uh, the curation process is really the fun part. But, you know, I was doing it on a monthly basis and coordinating everything became really difficult. It was a lot of work, lots to keep up with. And plus, I didn't have access to the proper software because, you know, as many people in the space know, it's nearly impossible to get a payment processor to take you on because the big banks look at you as though you're super high risk. So without um, without the processor that I needed, the one that I had to get wasn't compatible with the subscription box software. So that just kind of, Mm -hmm. it made it very, very difficult. So that's why I eventually made the transition to seasonal boxes because, and without a subscription, because it was just easier that way. And I didn't have to deal with any of the annoyances of the, the whole payment situation. It was just really, it was definitely a big, big learning curve. Uh, But you know, you, you get through it, you problem solve talk to other people as much as you can. And I mean, I I really bonded with with a lot of other business owners when it comes to the payment processing situation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things. 
it's just another barrier that so many entrepreneurs have when getting in, involved in the yeah. industry, right? Um, there's so many things that are just unique to the cannabis space because of how highly regulated it is. And which is why we love the Green Rush program. We have um, a digital resource list of multiple payment processors that are cannabis or hemp compliant. And um, mm-hmm. they all just handle risk differently. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny because risk is so subjective, right? It's different from entrepreneur to entrepreneur and bank to bank. Um, but we love to give um, our students our resources. So if you're interested, check out the Green Program, the Green Rush Program, if you're interested in that. When it came That's to- great. Yeah, we have so many different types of resources because we just know that that's, there's so many barriers in this space. And it's just because of um, the war on drugs and all of those fun things, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I think those subscription boxes are really popular and I don't think they're going anywhere. In fact, I think they're really like growing. I'm curious Mm -hmm. um, on going back to learning curves that you've had in this industry. Uh, I sell cannabis jewelry company, very similar, like, right, cannabis accessories, lifestyle, Mm -hmm. e-commerce. We kept having issues with shipping, right? They're like, you're sending pink cushion. I'm like, it's gold-plated earrings, okay? (laughs) But even (laughs) stuff like that can have (laughs) such, you know, annoyance of issues. And, you know, once we started having a rose joint ring, a ring that has, that had that holds a joint holder that's there was like we we can't ship that for you at all and i was so like annoyed by that obviously we found out different loopholes by just naming it different things but i'm curious like what mm-hmm. are things that you've learned that are specific to you know like cannabis accessories and shipping and any any tips that you have for mm-hmm. our listeners on that because i know it's a huge thing yeah that's a very good question Um, you know, it is pretty rare. Like if you're shipping something that's under, I believe $800, they typically don't go into your package and and really look, it just goes through. But in terms of those loopholes that you mentioned, renaming or like listing the products differently while remaining truthful, of course, it does work. So for instance, um, you know, for your joint holder ring, for, for example, you can say like, gold ring accessory, something like that. And it'll go through you'll it's very unlikely that you'll have any issues. So that's definitely something I would recommend is just like rewording your product so that it's not, you know, very obvious. Uh, Because it becomes that smoke mm -hmm. paraphernalia thing, right? And I say that in quotations. (laughs) Because it's so annoying. Right? Yeah, like even with pipes going to the u.s let's Mm -hmm. say uh you have to make sure that you write tobacco pipe otherwise they just assume that it's like a weed pipe or even like a crack pipe which you know you want to avoid as much as possible so there are these little things you need to keep in mind when you're shipping Uh, but overall if you you know follow those those guidelines and just you're careful and thoughtful about it yeah you'll be fine you'll be fine yeah little tips and tricks here and there guys but it is possible i think the cannabis industry is for people who know how to pivot it's just having a meeting on this right it's that you gotta be the king and queen of pivoting right um such a good way to put it it's brilliant (laughs) yeah things are always changing um Mm -hmm. you know another huge part of like cannabis 
businesses today is because we're so heavily regulated and, and um, censored right now. Can you explain to us why social media is so important for any business? Because I love your social media. I think you do so well on Thank it. You. So I would love to hear, you know, from your words, like why social media is so important for any cannabis business today. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. First of all, that's really sweet of you. Uh, so for me, it's obviously like you use your social media to promote product and you have to be careful with that too, because sometimes Instagram will flag you. But mainly, like, yes, you have your product side, but I really focus on community because that's what it's all about. It's about cultivating that online community, making people feel inspired and enlightened and that they can actually connect to your brand. Because, you know, most brands, it's like you go onto their page and it's not like there's anything wrong with it, but you don't feel that same connection, that, that personal uh, connection really. So, and I always say that cannabis is at the heart, uh, sorry, um, community is at the heart of cannabis culture. I've always, always believed that. And you know, when you, when you think of it this way, the simple act of sharing a joint, for instance, brings that sense of community. And to me, that extends into business as well, into how you, uh, you know, reach out to your potential consumers and your audience. And I just want to channel that same sentiment of togetherness, you know, and social media is just the best tool to do it and just yeah, I love it. It's just, you can give a really meaningful experience and just connecting with content can be really powerful. So it, whether it be, you know, weed 101 tips that are useful for, for newbies. Uh, I also have like an IGTV series called The Study and Chill where thought leaders or like master chillers will share their rituals um, to inspire other people to unwind. So that's the gist of it. Just that connection is super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're so good at finding that co connection and community is so important more than ever, actually, in business. Yeah. I think that they have like the business of fashion has just taken out one of their four pillars of marketing and, and mm -hmm. put in community in it because that's the new thing. Um, people really want to be a part of communities, tribes you know, spaces where people are like, like-minded and can showcase that and represent that. So yeah. it's really beautiful. And uh, I think you did a really good job. So if you're looking for inspiration on community building, do check out Alum's Instagram for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thanks. Uh, another question is like, what are the biggest barriers that you see for people wanting to get into the industry? I'm so curious. You must get like a million DMs being like, how did you start <laughs> your business? Yeah. Like, I'm curious. What do you think are the biggest barriers for people starting their own cannabis business today? You know, I'll be honest. There are a lot, and yeah. but they're all surmountable. You just have to be you have to be good at problem solving. You need to be patient and just push for what you want. But mainly in my case with e-com, again, you know, the payment processing, huge barrier to overcome, especially at that time when the industry was really kind of, or the ancillary industry was starting to develop more and more, um, you know, getting shut down by shopping platforms. I know some people who've, you know, had their online stops up and running and then all of a sudden gone. Right. Uh, you know, there's also, I mean, like with 
any market really it's becoming saturated so you have to really be on top of your your research and uh you know having your finger on the pulse of what's going on just to always make sure you're differentiating yourself from other brands it's obviously it, it is a challenge but anyone can do it if you just have you know innovative ideas and also i think if you're if you don't do enough research about the industry and getting into it, you'll, you'll definitely encounter some major barriers as well, because it's, it's, there are so many intricacies. And like you said, all the regulations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're looking for support on, you know, joining this industry, do check out the green rush program. We have weekly calls with all of our students and I love it. All these students are working on different things from cannabis fashion companies to cannabis product companies to B2B businesses. And it's so awesome mm -hmm. to hear all of the different things that they're working on and the support that they give each other. You don't have to be a, you can be a solopreneur, but you can still have support. <laughs> That's what we're all about. Absolutely. And we have tons of resources because we've done it before. You know, we understand all of those huge barriers and we have amazing mentors like Camille here. So if you're looking for support on getting into the e-commerce space and cannabis, feel free to reach out to us and we would love to hear from you. So I'm so happy that you're joining our Green Rush program because you are such a wealth of knowledge. Like, what are you most excited about in joining our mentorship program? I'm super duper excited I gotta say uh like when I first started out I didn't have a mentor to consult with uh and it definitely would have been very helpful at the time and I likely would have avoided some silly mistakes we all make mistakes you learn from them but there are some that you know were so avoidable and I just love the fact that with Green Rush I can share my expertise and just support others. I think support is, is number one. And again, going back to that community aspect, we all need to help each other out. And I'm just, I'm so happy to contribute in that way. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to have you join us. This has been an amazing yeah. episode on the Green Rush podcast. You heard it here first, cannabis, e-commerce. This is another great opportunity and just one way out of the thousands of ways of how to get involved in the legal cannabis industry. Um, I hope you guys were inspired. Share this with anybody who you think would be interested. And we're going to wrap up today's podcast with some rapid fire questions. <laughs> Yay, love it. <laughs> I am so ready. Yeah. So the first question is, what's your favorite strain and why? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's always like, I always say this when people ask me that question, like, it's like choosing your favorite child, but <laughs> I would have, if I have to pick one, I would say dosi dos. Um, I love just like so the good. flavor and the aroma is so good. It's like, you know, <laughs> pungent, but a little bit of sweetness to it. And the color is just gorgeous, it's like that purpley um, color. And it, it was the first strain I ever grew on my own. Oh, so I, I guess that. there's, you know, there's some meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. That's so cute. It's yeah. very sentimental as well. <laughs> How do yeah. you like it to gets consume? Me extra creative. Oh, I love that. I usually smoke, but recently I started getting into oils just to kind of, you know, give my my little lungs a break it's <laughs> totally. been interesting I'm not gonna lie I had a bad trip last week but it's okay <laughs> interesting with oils yeah, yeah it's happens. uh it does it happens but you get through it 
Mm -hmm. It's always good to have a strain journal, right? To see which genetics are working and which ones we got to, you know, not delve into as much. (laughs) Totally. Well, this has been so great, so educational, so inspiring. I love what you're doing with the Loom and your amazing community that you've been building. I think it's so inspirational and other companies need to be watching for sure. So for our audience who is listening and would want to follow you, where can they all find you? Yeah, you could find me on Instagram at shop Alum, and Alum is A-L-L-U-M-E. And that's really my main hub. And then the website, obviously, if you're interested in checking out the products, shop-alum.com. Amazing. And obviously, I have to ask you one last question because I forgot. And it's kind of the most important question, (laughs) (laughs) which is what are your last tips with our listener? Last thoughts, you know, final thoughts with our listeners. What Mm -hmm. what would you love to share with them today? Uh, I would say if you're getting into this industry, lean on others for support like obviously do your own thing but don't be afraid to ask for help also just research number one i can't push that enough market research and just you know being fully prepared or as much as you can so yeah i love that market research so incredibly important Thank you so mm-hmm. much for being with us here, Camille. Next up on the Green Rush podcast, we have so many dope mentors we're going to be showing you from insurance to growing. Oh, I'm so excited to see our master grower come on board and our pharma team to show you just more new lucrative opportunities in the space. So yeah, without that, see you at the next one, guys. Ciao. <laughs>